Well, hello there, and welcome to the COVID-19 Information Podcast. I'm your host, Mark Risen Hopkins. This is going to be a podcast we're going to put out semi-frequently, uh, multiple times a week. Uh, we're going to have a couple formats. Uh, we're going to have the format that's like this show today, where I talk for a little bit at the very beginning, and then Jim and I will go over, Jim Durbin, that's my co-host, will go over uh, some topics at greater length, maybe get some depth on some of the stories or the vibe or whatever's going on. Uh, within the, in the world uh, with relation to the coronavirus. And then there's going to be these much shorter episodes that I'll be putting out, maybe three, four minutes long, that uh, go over specific items, give a little bit of color commentary, going to try to keep it under three, four minutes. Uh, this one will run about 20 minutes, so hang in there. Uh, I think we have a pretty good discussion. Uh, talk a little bit about the origins of this thing, the reason why this channel exists, and uh, kind of try to bring this stuff in the Telegram room to the wider audience that might be listening to podcasts. So hang in there and uh, listen to the show. Talk to you later. Hello and welcome. This is the COVID-19 Telegram Channel Podcast, part of the Respondable Network. I'm Jim Durbin, here with... I'm Mark Hopkins, yes. So Mark, we're, uh, we're going to have a serious conversation this time. Right. Um, no joking. No fart noises. If we can make it through 15 minutes of... We'll try. Yeah. We'll try. But we're, we're asking some tough questions. They're, sure. Some real questions. And um, you have a, a, a Telegram network of what, 15, 1,600 people now? Yeah, 16 pushing 17. Yeah, it's been growing pretty quick this week. How did you start? So how long has it been up? Like three and a half weeks or so. And why is it growing? Uh, well, I mean... I have to assume it's because we're all thinking and asking the same sort of questions and uh, the, the type of resources we've been putting together for this channel are resonating with uh, the folks that are finding it. I have been reading it. The folks who are reading it are pretty smart. People listening to this are probably pretty smart. Right. But we do have a tendency sometimes to overreact. We are um, probably a bunch of early adopters. Yeah. People have been on the internet for a while. We can gather information. We're not just listening to CNN and Fox News or Facebook. Mm -hmm. Um but I guess the question is, how do you how do you know anything's true? How do we begin to figure out where are we getting our information, and and what can we do, and what should we be listening to, and paying attention to, and sharing on the Telegram network? Well, when I started this, uh, everybody still had day jobs and distractions and a real world that was pulling them in a million different directions, and finding those first party sources and making sure that they were in fact first party sources or not some sort of disinformation uh, was a full-time job that most people don't have time for. Right. Um, uh, I think a lot more people have a lot more time on their hands now. And so there's a lot more of uh, research like I'm doing for this channel. Uh, Roll at home. Yeah. We can search stuff. Yeah. Commute time is taken completely out of the equation. And that's a big point. That's a big point. So, I mean, it gives you uh, an hour to four hours a day, depending on what your commute used to be. Now you were you were early understander of what was going on. We were talking about this mm -hmm. three months ago. When when did it was back in December, right? Well, I mean, November technically, I was really like more, more hearing more than just whispers and chatter was more like December. Yeah, um, and I gotta hand it to crypto Twitter. Like you know, we're a bunch of crazy neckbeards, but we understand logarithmic curves pretty well. Right. And 
you know, the, 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 what China was dealing with back in December looked a lot like a, a Bitcoin or a Litecoin or an Ethereum price chart, you know, and you could see the knee of the curve starting to form. Right. The math is never wrong. Right. Right. Exactly. The, ma the facts are wrong, but the math isn't wrong. And even if the math is off, the facts are off by a couple of weeks, even a couple of days, the math still takes us to where we are, which is where we are today. We're still kind of lost as to what is happening everywhere. But one thing we can track is deaths. So we don't necessarily know from testing, but we do know at this point it's not the flu. Right. We know it's not the flu. Flus don't overwhelm emergency rooms the way that COVID does. And so the folks saying that this is all a hoax, we're getting pictures, where the dead and dying people, where the corpses being burned everywhere, that's not a very useful metric. No, I mean, because first of all, we're all seeing it now. Right. At this point, we're all seeing it. When we I all know somebody who's had it now. When, when we started the channel, that wasn't necessarily something that ever, I, I was still getting arguments from people like this is just all in your head. This is just woo flu or whatever they would call it, you know. But it's happening in Brooklyn. Always like Kung Flu. Kung Flu, yeah, that seemed more clever. <laughs> uh, but you know, we, you know, it's happening in you know, the 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 thing that was on the news today was you know the the, the trucks in Brooklyn, removing the dead, you know, the ice trucks. Right. So right. like, the, you you can't just say it's a it's a conspiracy at this point. So, but it's never really like I was even going back when this was started. I wasn't focused on. Uh, necessarily the, the disaster porn that right. I like to call it because that's that's only going to put you in a bad headspace it's like right. it's like Facebook during a political cycle you know you're if things are so bad that we're all screwed it's like how do you prepare for an asteroid hitting the earth the answer is you don't yeah you don't there's nothing you can do you just have to get lucky super volcano nothing you can do mm -hmm. so what can you do how do, how do we gather information what what is it about the channel that's working well and what's, what's our basic premise at this point? How do you approach each day? You look for news, but how do you decide what you're going to do? Well, I mean, it needs to be actionable information. That's the point. And what is actionable information? Well, when By I toilet paper? When I started, it was, it was still pre-quarantine, pre-lockdown, pre-even rushes on the store. And I was counseling people, prepare for two weeks to uh, two months. Go buy two to four weeks of food. Yeah, put it in your pantry. You know, it's not a time to buy hand sanitizer or toilet paper because we saw that they went nuts on toilet paper and hand sanitizer. Then they went nuts on whatever was in the supermarket. And now they're going nuts on alcohol and, and guns. You know, they still haven't gone nuts. But on that's a U.S. based thing. Hand soap. Bar soap. They're you still can, not going nuts on bar soap. You can which still is, find bar soap. And bar soap is the most effective thing. It's more effective than hand sanitizer, more effective than alcohol because the way the... This is actually one of the early stories that we published uh, from my friend, Dr. Lucy, uh, when the Futures program with me at IBM. Okay. She demonstrated how uh, the uh, soap is actually critical in breaking down the, the, the structure of the COVID virus. Yeah, people don't grasp that. Yeah. I remember fighting with people years ago about antibacterial soap. We had it on the house. I'm like, this isn't what you want. It's not bad. It's better than nothing, but right. just use hand soap. But the problem is hand soap is dirty. You have some scum on it. You actually have to wash your hands. Yeah. Okay, small set aside for a joke here. What are you seeing when you wash your hands? What are you seeing? Oh, yeah. so, <laughs> is this a real life? Believe it or not. Oh, Jordan's you do. Oh, <laughs> nice. Yeah. I, I occasionally I do break into Toto. Yeah, yeah. That's a good one. That is. That's yeah. a good one. And, and really, I just do it to in, um, uh, all the fanciful people in my head because there's nobody allowed around me. But. Mm -hmm. It's always the question is, which one do you sing? But so that, that, that's an actual thing. Wash your hands, avoid touching your face. 
So let's let's take where. So this is U.S. based. We're all U.S. based at this right, point. Right. Yeah. I'm and very we're in US Dallas, based. which is not the same as San Francisco, Seattle, and Los Angeles, which, and now New Orleans, which for different reasons, those are hot spots. But we're not seeing that explosion in all the other cities. Mm -hmm. Do you think we're going to see the explosion in other cities? Or do you think that social distancing or something has changed it, or something we don't know about transmission? So uh, uh, this is a very timely podcast, and we're going to put this out quickly, unlike some of the other things that we sit on, uh, as of. Uh, the next next Monday, we will know if social distancing works because we have a two week incubation time and we've been in quarantine basically in Dallas for two weeks. Right. Well, actually, it'll probably be Thursday. Stay quarantine though. There's still people going out, but it's at, uh, it's not the full stay at home orders that you have now in Rhode Island and New York and Los Angeles. Yeah. Well, we have shelter in place for Dallas County, and Collin County. And well, uh, shelter in place not for Collin County. It's still work safe, but they're not okay, arresting okay. people yet. Okay. But uh, what we'll know is, is if you see a dip in the infection numbers uh, on the two-week anniversary. Which I believe we heard today that it flatlined. But again, I don't believe it yet. I'll believe it after a week. And I, I have not sit down and gotten elbow deep in the, the CDC data that I was uh, planning on doing that uh, Thursday night. That's a perfect example. Because when we first looked at the John Hopkins website mm -hmm. that took the, um, the test and showed it, you began to see the tracking. And... It was following the doubling lines, which is the same thing we saw in Wuhan. Right. And you just can't, the math is there. Doubling every two days, every four days. Ebola was the same thing. The challenge I think we ran into is that immediately, that was a great site. It was tracking available sources. Immediately, hoaxers out there were copying that website, putting out and slapping malware on it. Mm -hmm. So you don't know which one are you looking at. They actually took it down and changed some of what they were doing. Some people reporting some not. China says they don't have any more infections. Right. So that was a great website before I stopped looking at it. How do we begin to, how do we get enough sources from the folks that are on this topic? We're not talking about the general public. Sure. How do you begin to project what's going on? Because I think that's the big aspect of it. Do you social distance? Do you plan it out? Is it safe to go to the store? Is it safe to have a friend over? How do you plan those things? Uh, well, I mean, you, you, you just got to think about, it's easy for me to think about it. It's easy for a lot of us tech geeks to think about it that have ever worked in a hardware facility, a, a computer hardware facility, I should right. say, uh, because you think about how you operate a clean room and it's the same kind of principles. Uh, can, if you can, you know, it, or if you've ever worked in an OR or something like that, it's the same principle as that. You want to make sure everything uh, goes through a process and there's levels of sanity that you can apply to that right which depends upon the risk factors for your household like if you've got a 90 year old member of your household or if you've got someone that's immunocompromised you want to go full-on like cdc level uh, of of insanity you know sanitization have you tried that have i tried that no, i tried it a week and a half ago i could not do it's it. impossible it's impossible because well, you, you gotta leave leave your leave your packages in your garage lice all weeks. this stuff plan yeah. it out we're not quite sure how it lasts there's a bunch of those issues yeah. and you have teenagers in your house oh yeah for so sure. how do you get them to stop one random brother-in-law comes over and their kids are all over the place and you've just ruined all your quarantine mm -hmm. is it that bad we don't know yet so yeah. it's uh, the the mindset that i'm taking to it specifically this is not health advice for anybody listening because everybody has the same raw data if they're in this channel sure. that I have. And so they should evaluate based upon their own personal risk factors. But for my family, we're, we're taking the tack that it's not necessarily ourselves we're trying to protect. Nobody's in a high risk factor in our household. 
uh, it's people that are in our second circle, like right. my mother-in-law. Uh, there's uh, Andy's wife is has got some health issues that put her in a in a position where she would uh, suffer more deeply if she caught coronavirus. Uh, so like we're protecting ourselves from others, Pre pretending like we are super spreaders and using that as a way to keep us from infecting other people. Probably good long-term health advice, but I want, to, I want to avoid getting into too much medical stuff because it changes and we're not quite sure. Yeah, and it's not universal advice. Everybody that listens to this is going to have a different profile. And, and, and more important, I think uh, the fact that the folks on this channel and others are watching, they were planning this out two months. We've, been, we've all been prepped better. We stopped buying cars. We stopped making big purchase decisions. We're yeah. looking at our money and stuff. That's the thing that really scares me. To me, I looked at our economy and I say, we're an airplane flying at 40,000 feet and we turn the airplane off. We're still 38,000 feet, maybe 35. So far, yeah. so good. Right. In terms of prepping and preparing, how do we begin to prep for the future that's coming after? That is all this stuff with the fractional reserve, with just put $2 trillion, this money on the market. Are we in a fundamentally different world than we were a month ago? We are in a fundamentally different world than we are a month ago. Now, we've been saying that for years in the crypto community. I don't, I, I, I would love to be here and sit here and go, it's going to be the beautiful anarchist utopia that I've been dreaming of <laughs> or whatever. Not uh, my world, yeah. I don't think. I like to live bigger. I don't okay. think that that. <laughs> my bad, my bad. I don't want to live in Somalia. Sorry, I told you no jokes, no jokes, right? I just don't believe that. I mean, I thought I had another three or four years right. of, of evolution in our technology field to where we would be ready for this kind of world-changing event. So I can't say, like, this is going to be okay. Well, I can't even say that the world-changing... I can't even say the world-changing event... That, uh, first of all, it's not certain that we're going to enter into a hyperinflationary event that's going to destroy our economy. Eventually, no matter what, that's going to happen. Oh, it's, it's given a long enough timeline, it will occur. 5, 10, 20, 50, outside of an outside intervention, like a power source we all wear in our body. But th that's always the case. But the, the question is whether or not, is that is that going to happen in the next six months? And that is far more likely to occur now than ever in American history. And that becomes a big question as humans are terrible at assessing risk. And when you look at the Overton window, which I'm sure everybody knows what that means here. Yeah. But in terms of the Overton window, the problem is our, our, I mean, politicians are politicians. And I feel like they're slowly moving towards an understanding. We're doing some pretty crazy stuff. But part of those were just plans that were baked in. Shelter in place. Right. It was a terrorist thing that was supposed to do. Mm -hmm. uh, when, you, when you went to the hurricane in Wilma, it's one thing to say, hey, we're going to do this for three weeks. It's another to say for six weeks, and this may be the new normal. So we've got the issues where the government is doing and the planning are doing. How do we begin to look at money? What are the mistakes that we're making? Obviously, you can't just say all the old things, your house always appreciates in value. We know that hasn't been right for years. Mm -hmm. By the stock market, it always goes up long term. Yeah. What are some of the financial changes we need to be thinking about? Not, not doing, sure, but thinking about. And everything I say, you got to preface, this is not necessarily financial advice, blah, blah, blah. Talk to a professional, although that may not matter in 12 months. Or he's thinking whatever. about it. We're saying no, because yeah. no actions. Uh, yeah, I, you have to, I mean, equities don't feel safe anymore because they're either all going to need a bailout, which is going to tank the country, or they won't get bailed out, which means new companies will rise up and take their place. Like if American Airlines doesn't get bailed out, we're going to have airlines. Still be an airline. Right? Some hedge fund guy is going to buy up all the assets and create, you know, United States Airlines, and call it something else and use a similar logo. But um, 
That means calls it Harambe Airlines. Harambe. I mean, we no, can't. we can't hope. We can't hope for that. That'll never happen. <laughs> I miss him. I still miss him. Everybody does, yeah. <laughs> but he started this whole thing in 2016. It, it all starts. Ah, it started with that ape gorilla. The uh, whatever it is. <laughs> but the but the the bottom line is you can't put your money in equities right now, and you can't put them in treasuries or bonds or anything like that well, either. Well, let's back up because we're not giving you financial advice. Let's ask you a real question in terms of, I hear some news. My broker says something. My, um, my boss says something. I see a CEO mention something. We talked about risk. Your whole plan beforehand, you were telling me, is like, how do you manage it? What should we be thinking about? When do we act? When do we slow down? What's the way to think about risk? Not what to do, but what, what kind of things that we should do? Should I sell everything tomorrow? Oh, of course not. We would no. never say that. But no. how do you begin to think about that? Just don't. Just you have to evaluate everything on a case by case basis and put it through the prism of the world that we're living in. Like, air, like. But that's just that. That's but just like your normal your, advice. You no, know, but your four hundred one. But like, but the. But the what how the do you world stop panicking? The four hundred one k. Yeah, don't, exactly. Yeah. I mean, that's the real question: is what do you, the four hundred one k is not the same thing as it was two months ago? So. So you should be looking at it. If, doesn't if, make you take actions. If this, was looking at if this is 2008, my advice would be the same as every other financial advisor, which is dollar cost average in this dip is going to be great. But that was in a situation where we had a bank of last resort that was going to bail out just about anything that can came along. Right now, you can't necessarily say that's the case. So you need to evaluate. You know, you need to evaluate what is uh, what what could happen in a worst case scenario with these things that you're investing in? Does it make sense to take 20% of your paycheck and put it into an equity? Sadly, is the answer to take a deep breath? Yeah. <laughs> is I mean, is that it? Basically, before you make a panic move, oh, for sure. Recall or make a big plan, before you go draw down a line of credit, $40 million, or because we, we have different people in oh, different places. Oh, don't YOLO. Do not YOLO anything. See, that's the biggest thing, YOLO, because my big concern is the folks right now who are seeing this, buy everything, plan everything, might as well go to New Orleans because no, I'd rather die in Italy in a four-star hotel. If I'm going to get it anyway, what I mean, do I do? Look, even if you look at the worst case scenario, the worst stats skewed the worst possible way, let's say the, the, Treasury, the, the, the Treasury Department, the Federal Reserve collapses, everybody gets the worst, like a 27%, which is the fatality rate in the highest bracket for coronavirus. Let's say that's across the board, 27% of the people die. Chances are you're still going to survive. Right. One in four chance of dying still means there's a 75% chance you live, which is, this, these are worst case scenarios. This is not actual stats. And I read much worse people than you do. Right. Like their whole thing has always been bullets, beans, and, and PT. <laughs> but the whole point is, is that if we're there, Chances Nothing are, to do. Chances are you're going to survive. What if you end up in Detroit now, mm -hmm. or Brazil, or or, or Venezuela? Venezuela, which is probably a better example. Rough, still rough. Things change, but economy still goes on. There's more chance of crime. There's more chance of bad things happening, but life still kind of does. I always do this. I just Jeff Goldblum us. Life finds, finds a, a way. way. Yeah. <laughs> So, so it's more about prepping and preparing. The, the old stuff is watch your finances. Don't be stupid about your money. Plan out. Meet your neighbors. Build family. Stop moving away. Figure out your tribe. The, the Really what it is is you're playing without a safety net now. 
we were in a good economy. We were in a bull economy. We were in the first world. We didn't have much to worry about relative to to you know how life can be uh, a month and a half ago, two months ago, whatever. But now we're we have we have the same concerns as the other ninety percent of the ninety eight percent of the world. And that's what's scary to me. So let me share something I'm most scared about is um, when people have things. The idea of losing it is far more. It's it's just basic human theory. The fear of losing something is greater than the fear of not gaining something. Sure. So it's the whole, hey, I bought hockey tickets, it's a storm, but I don't want to lose the money on the hockey tickets, so I go around and do that. I'm more afraid of the people who look at what's going on and they're like, oh my God, I don't have this. I don't have toilet paper. Toilet paper is actually a luxury. And we're not going to lose toilet paper, but the idea that you don't have enough or you might go without two weeks is so terrifying, I wonder what those people are do. And I, I look at how to prepare for that. I'm not scared of the economy. I'm not scared of the coronavirus. Stuff happens. Right. I'm more scared of how people react. And I think we have an, a, an ability, it's important to us to maybe steady the ship a little bit because it's far more, people are far more dangerous than the things we're, we're dealing with. 100%. And this is the most, the, for the most part, the advice that I gave when I started the channel, which is prior to people feeling the effects of even the, uh, the the shortages in the stores, which was prepare for this as if it's going to be uh, a problem with people's behavior. Prepare, stock up on stuff like toilet paper because toilet paper is going to disappear off the shelves. There is no more sanitizer. Not because yeah. it, not because, you know, suddenly, you know, the virus needs toilet paper to, to be fought off or whatever. <laughs> it's just... It's just right. that people are going to panic by toilet paper and you're going to need two weeks of toilet paper while the supply chain catches up. Okay. So let's end it on this sure. for, the, for the folks on the channel. How can they help you and each other? Uh, well, really, how can they help each other? What information do you need from them? What is useful? What kind of things that someone wants to help? Are they reading stuff? What, what's the best way to drive information? To pip? What should they watch out for? What should they do? Uh, what uh, kind of stuff is useful? I give a couple of shout outs to uh, Keith uh give a shout out to ernie um and a couple of other folks that uh alana that have sent me a lot of uh source material uh so you as long as it's original source you're a big fan yeah like even even if it's from you know cdc or the who which you know you they've they've had some missteps but they've got their finger on the pulse for the most part of raw don't data. send your blog post don't send your cnn instead look deep into those and see what are they what are they sourcing from? Right, yes. So if someone writes a blog post, it's great. What did they find? Exactly. Let's take a look at it. Click on their links. Tell me what their Send links Send me the links. This is the, the old blog stuff. Because if, the you see, if you've seen the blog post, you've seen the news report, I've seen it too. Right. Because we've all, we're all watching the same shows. We're all watching the same news right now. But if you can dig to the bottom of it and find something underneath it that I haven't seen, that's probably something that none of the other people in the channel have seen. Let's bring it to How me. can they go out and get first responder stuff? Should they be talking? Because everybody I know has a sister's niece, uncle, used to work with a guy, you know, a guy who worked in CDC and they know everything about coronavirus. Or they've got someone who got a letter from first responders and martial law is coming on Tuesday. Or well, how, how, do you, like how do you get the real, yeah, well, how do you do that? I mean, so uh, everybody got that forward from somebody in their family. Uh, that said something about they had a friend in the White House. There's going to be the Marshall Act is going to be invoked and nationwide, like a, I mean, the whole thing. You know, you, everybody got it. I don't have to repeat the whole thing. That's I'm not on Facebook, so I didn't get it. <laughs> that's great. That, that's great that you got this hot tip for me, and I got like five copies of this hot tip. 
my response right. to everybody was the same thing. Put me in touch with that person. Let me talk to them. Dig. Find out the truth and let's really ask the real questions. Yeah. And I think that's the risk factor in place. If I'm a doctor and I know something, I come out and I can say, we could have 70 million deaths. It's possible. That's how, long, that's how math works. Or we could have 70,000. But if you went out and said that on TV, somebody would be saying, this guy said 70 million. Everybody would say 70 million is lying to us. Someone says, it's nothing. It's 70,000. It's barely the flu. It's very bad. But until we talk to them and give them a chance to share real, real information, we're not trying to get hits or clicks. Yeah, like I'm not monetizing this. We're thing. not selling ads on it. We're just saying, hey, let's actually figure out, let, let people, let's get to the original sources. Right. That's pretty good. Okay. Yeah. That sounds fantastic. Anything else you want to offer? I mean, I think that's, that's all I can think of right now. I mean, just uh, stay in the channel. Oh, if you want to chat with other like-minded folks, I opened up the Ask Dr. Bitcoin chat room to uh, the COVID audience as well this morning. So you guys can hang out in there. Uh, my Bitcoin people are mostly nice. So mostly nice. Yeah. Yeah. They're, uh, they're, they're typical Bitcoin people. Just don't ask them about like Austrian economics or anything. You'd be right. right. <laughs> awesome. Mark, thank you. Absolutely. And let's see how this goes. Uh, it will do. We'll do this again next week. Sounds good. Thank you for listening to the COVID-19 Information Podcast. Tell a friend about us. The best way to do that is to rate us on iTunes or your podcast platform of choice. It really does help. Make sure you never miss an update by finding us on Telegram, t.me slash COVID-19 information. From there, the pinned bulletin will have all the important links, including how to chat with the hosts and the rest of the community. It was in 19, 